you know what? You can find levity in almost anything. My life has enough catastrophe, calamity, <laughs> and insanity that I could I could just go on and on and on. So I can laugh at myself. Why not? It's better than crying. Mm -hmm. You know, it's better than crying. Shit happens in life. What are you gonna do? Welcome to Bitch Talk. I'm Aaron Lim. This is Ange, a.k.a. Captain Party. And I'm producer Shar. And over the last 10 years, we've been elevating marginalized voices through interviews and events, sometimes over a glass of whiskey. Welcome to day 12, our final day of Sundance and Slamdance film festival coverage. Today, we're closing out with a film in each festival. We have the episodic Who's Annie from Slamdance and the documentary Fantastic Machine from Sundance, which won the Sundance Special Jury Award, Creative Vision. A big thank you to 48 Hills and our listeners for voting us Best of the Bay Best Podcast. And now, on with the show. Here we are on the Festival Daily Buzz, recording out of the Treasure Mountain Inn at the top of Main Street on Park City. My name is John Wildman. I'm the editor-in-chief of FilmsGoneWild.com. Here with the Bitch Talk team, Angela Tabora and Aaron Lim. And on this segment, we're going to talk about the slam dance, or screening of slam dance, the episodic Who's Annie? We have with us a director, writer, uh, director, co-writer, and also in the cast, Sophia Peer, and also the star, Annie Pasapio. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. All right. We start this off by having you introduce us, and especially introduce us to this world. Um, Sophia, tell our audience about this film is about, or what the series is about. Okay. Well, it's a 30-minute scripted comedy series. Some people are kind of confused about what's real and what's not real, but it's about and starring Annie. Um, Annie and I met in a Burger King in Queens, and um, we had a really good talk and immediately connected, and um, I decided that I wanted to make a show entirely about her. She had told me that she had just started her acting career, like, four months before I met you, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So it was really early on, and um, I just thought to myself, like, she was only getting cast in, like, sort of random student films or, like, background roles, and I was like, this woman should be front and center. And I loved her story, like, you know, how she came to be an actor, you know, starting in her mid-50s, something like that, you know. I was just like, okay, let's give her all the roles that she's trying to get. And let's have her tell her story. And how do we do that? With a show within a show. Uh, <laughs> so that's how it all began. Um, well, I, we already know this from meeting you twice now, but I feel like Annie is kind of an open book. So can you talk about um, filming this, uh, helping to create this? And also, um, were there things where you're like, I'm not going to talk about that. And I don't want to, I don't want to go there. Yes. There, there, there were things that I that I said, you know what, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to go there. And I and I did. It's it's not easy. <laughs> I, I did. I, you know, the bond. We know each other a, a bunch of years now. We worked on this for like six years. And it's, you know, a layer of an onion you know, when you meet somebody and you talk about it a little bit and then you have that trust and that's how I felt with her. And I, and I really, I, I have told her things I haven't told anybody. And not that they're like, you know, like these grave 
like insane things, but just within our own selves, we think that they're bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're as sick as our own secrets, really. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We think that they're bad things. And when you tell them to somebody else, they go, oh, please, I know three people that did the same thing. <laughs> so what are you worried about? You know I mean, stuff like, stuff like that. So it's been um, enlightening, enriching. It's it's just so good. Like my, my message, like my thing is no matter what you go through in life, no matter what it is, you can get past it if you want to. It's, and it's not easy. It's not easy. There's work involved, but you reap the rewards. And that's one of the things that I like to portray in, in the scenes. It's not even portray because it's me in real life. You know what I mean? <laughs> but to have the Who's Annie character show that people that see this say, you know what? Jesus, she was really messed up, huh? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she went through a lot. But look at her now. And it even says in the show, look at me now. I'm on, I'm literally in, on a film. I'm on TV. Mm-hmm. So anybody can do it. If you just put whatever it is, you put your mind to getting up off the floor. You hear that positivity? I mean, like, it's like I met her and I was just like, okay, I need, I need this. Like, she was just really encouraging and inspiring. And, you know, she's got this big personality and she's just so magnetic. And I just, you know, she tells great stories and they all, they're all straight from the heart and they're just, you know, hard hitting, amazing stories. And, um, yeah, I just, I felt like kind of, you know, bad about my career at the time when we mm-hmm. met. I was going through like a breakup, it was whatever, and like money and blah, blah, blah. And I was doing like the shittiest, shittiest directing jobs. I was just like doing a nail art Thanksgiving themed <laughs> video Sorry. for like, I mean, <laughs> please, please laugh, please. I would watch it's it though, like I would watch okay, this. It's like you yes, picked but, nouns I mean, out of a bag saying, and nail you know, art Thanksgiving. And I like <laughs> fucked up a nail art video, a Thanksgiving <laughs> nail art video. Oh, Do you know what I mean? So I was feeling really bad. And then like, you know, my boyfriend left me for some woman that we made a music video for. Oh, and I was God. Like, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And so, like, I meet Annie and I'm like, you know, fuck this. I'm just going to get back on the horse. I'm going to make more work, whatever, you know. And I, like, put up this Craigslist casting call for something else. I meet Annie and she's just telling me about all this stuff that's happened to her that's been very heavy and many, many years of it. And I'm like, fuck this breakup, you know. Fuck this nail art video. You know, I was just like... I, and, and I just felt like both of our goals could be achieved if we combined forces. You know, we just, I saw opportunity in her. She saw opportunity in me. Mm-hmm. And we like kind of fell in love. Right. We immediately put on like Burger King crowns and took a selfie. <laughs> There's a picture. There's a picture. I, mean, I texted her last night. Am yes. I wrong? It was in like the first minute. I was it like, was, hi, how are you? And then all of a sudden it was like, ching, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I have the photo because I texted to her last night. I was she did. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I got the show because I've sent it back and forth through the years because it's just the moment. Mm. It is. You can see how long ago because this look how short my hair is. Oh, it's so cute. If Burger King does not pick up this episodic, you know, they need (laughs) to go down. Yeah. Young we look at cute. (laughs) No, I love this partnership. It's so, it's like palpable how much you love each other. Um, But I have to quote the press notes because it made me laugh out loud. Uh, I don't know, Annie, if you know this, but Sophia calls you a real life Joe Pesci character. Uh, Total wild card, mildly threatening. And hilarious. So is that a fair assessment? Um, to be honest with you, I, I think, yeah. 
you know, I, I, I like to live. I like to live. And the thing is in life, you know what? You can find levity in in almost in almost anything. I don't, you know, laugh at sorrow or anything like that. And I never ever point a finger to laugh at anybody else. I don't. My life has enough catastrophe, calamity, and insanity that I could I could just go on and on and on. So I can laugh at myself. Why not? It's better than crying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's better than crying. Shit happens in life. What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? But do I think that I'm like, like Joe Pesci's hysterical. Joe, <laughs> Joe Pesci is so funny. And I'll tell you, I, I saw him in, uh, uh, he's doing a film with um, Pete Davidson. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I saw them on set. And again, I was background, working background. <laughs> and I was, but very close to them. They're, they're so, just such a funny guy. And I thought to myself, if she's going to compare me to him, <laughs> Let's do it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm thrilled. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, thrilled. you know, like I just there was in the beginning, I did feel like if I crossed Annie, I wasn't sure what would happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I love that about her. You know what I mean? It's like I talk she's a lot of so shit. I talk a lot of shit. I like you know what? You gotta be kidding. You know I mean, all that. Yeah. Please. And I mean, uh, I just thought it just would add to it. You know what I mean? Because she's so like loving too and thank sweet you, and generous. Thank you. But then oh my there's God. like this thank like. You. Don't fuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes um, we'll watch something and you're enjoying it, but then but then a moment happens and you go, oh, holy shit. No, I'm not just enjoying it. This is freaking awesome. This is amazing. And and that's what happened watching uh, watch, watching <laughs> your, your, your short here. And and here's the, and I have to say this also. Luciani um, may in, may have included my favorite mime moment since Mel Brooks and Marcel Marcel. That, that, wow, that, that, that's you. So, so, I, so I will say that. But here, but, and there's a question after all this praise. Um, Thank but, you. But, and the question. Oh, no, you can go on. And, and, <laughs> well, well, the question is, you know, when you do a project like this, that is just a hilarious, weird ass universe that you're creating that you don't know what's real and what's not, but there's just batshit stuff going on all around. <laughs> right. In, in, as you're the direct writer and director, you're, you're doing what I call filling the frame. Because it's not just what we're seeing right in front of us. There's stuff in the corner of the scene that you go, did I actually see? Did this actually happen? What was that? And it's, and when you nail it, it is the best thing in the entire world. And it's also really difficult because you got to keep track of all this. And you're also in the damn thing. So, so you're not just in Video Village watching a, a screen and go, oh, have, have Joe do this. Or oh, have, have, have Annie do this you know, kind of thing. Um, so talk about the challenge of that of being in it and yet also creating a whole universe of nutso shit around you. (laughs) I mean, okay, I have to say, I think I am crazy. Like, I think I am crazy. I'm uh, just coming up with this challenge for myself. Um, You know, Annie has seen it. Like, it's just like, uh, it takes a lot out of me. But I get like this really hyper focus and it doesn't matter. Like, I forget to like eat and sleep and whatever. I just have to be like in it. And um, it's challenging, but 
actually it's like easier than the nail art video because I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm I don't know why I'm talking about that one. I so love much. it. No, I, I love it. Full circle. Full circle. Now it's a must see. So yeah. Sophia, you've done yeah. that. Where can I find this? Oh Sorry. my god. Um, yeah, but all I'm saying is like it's easier because I feel like I'm being completely myself. Like I'm like going to the furthest level that I want to. Like nobody's saying to me like you know, tone it down, pull it back. Like, oh, that's too much or whatever. Cause I'm calling the shots there. You know what I mean? And I get to do that. So that is easier. And also when you work with amazing talent, mm -hmm. so much yes. I mean, Annie on camera doing anything, saying anything. I want to like capture every moment. We were watching a screening with her yesterday <laughs> and she's just the way she's laughing, the things she's saying during the movie, like her like little whispers. I wanted all of that on film. Like oh. I want <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, it's definitely hard. And um, you know, I didn't uh, set out to be an actor. Like I'm not an actor, I'm not trained in any way. And I don't actually think that matters, but I'm saying I don't think that that's, uh, you know, I didn't really think of this show as like, oh, and I'll act in it too. I just was making a show. It came about around Annie that way. It just cast it just someone evolved. to play me. Yeah, like I cast someone else to play me, and then it was like, wait, but the real funny thing is when you're directing somebody to direct Annie. Like, let's mm -hmm. just make it, you know, more of an, you know, meta. Well, and, and also <laughs> yeah. the weird thing about it is that as crazy and just unhinged it all is, there is also a very real grounded thing for anyone who has acted or directed. Because in your head, that's kind of shit that's going on when you're on the set or when you're trying to get a job and, and all that. So, so there is there is actually a grounded aspect to it, even though it's insane. So, so I, you know, so Annie, I want to follow up with you on this because, again, as you know, a, as a filmmaker's muse, um, you know, you 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 like get that. you kind of get this you, you kind of get this uh, you know ability uh, to kind of go well. I'm, you know, I feel like doing this, um, but you still need to be steered. You still need to be directed. You still need to be as much as someone could do that with you, which we've already learned is near impossible. Um, but but talk about you know you know. You know, working with a director and, and going and believing in her and going, okay, you want me to do this? I'll do that. Okay. Well, I, I believe me, we, I could talk forever on this, for real. I only, I literally was maybe five or six months like into my whole acting like, career. And I thought, like, I'm, I'm way deep in the back of the back of the background. But in my mind, I, I got a check. My paycheck comes in. Mm -hmm. It was for after tax. It was all $77. Truth, I made a copy of it because I was so proud of it. It says it's like from an entertainment place. I'm a working actor, mm -hmm. okay? So, but yet I knew, I knew absolutely nothing. I knew absolutely nothing. I just knew, like, tell me what time and if you need me to bring a certain outfit and I'll be there and then we take it from there. You know what I mean? And that's it. Meeting Sophia, it was like I was, and I was willingly, blindly going into it for real. Because, and she said, she would tell me things and I would go, look, like this, there were scenes in there that was real. I was like, I don't understand why we got to drive three hours upstate. There's plenty of trees in Queens. Why can't we go somewhere closer? I don't even have lines in the thing. Like, what's the story? And I didn't understand it. And I felt like I'm thinking to myself, this girl's pulling a prank. Like, am I on that TED TV, that Jim Carrey thing? Like, what is going on around here? But I did it. I did it with the braces, with oh. everything, with, 
They they, they made a, a a water machine. That was my husband laying there in oh. bed. My my real true husband. Was there. They filmed in my house. We filmed in her house. No matter what she said, I said like at first time we were like, oh god, okay, you know what I mean. But I just went with it, and it has been the most fun ride. I mean, so much fun. And I, I, I want to go on. Like, I don't even want to get off this ride. Mm. This is hysterical. And plus, you know, being yourself, when you can be your true self and you don't have to dial it back or act a certain kind of fun a different way or whatever, it, it's a relief. It's a joy. It's, 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 just, it's a blessing to me. Well, re it really is. Well, I, I, I think you guys have quite quite a ride to go, which um, God only knows what it's going to be like. Um, but anyway, the, the project is Who's Annie? Uh, it's an episodic that's uh, been premiering here at Slamdance. We've had with us uh, the director, co-writer, uh, one of the stars of it, Sophia Peer, and the Annie herself, the star, Annie Pasapia. It's been great having you both Thank here. Thank you so very Thank much you. for having us. Thanks, guys. Thank Yay. you. This was fun. This episode is made possible by Ann Wang, Natalie Gamble, the Papa Lowdown Agency, the Friesen Family, Jenny Yang, Fleetwood, aka Nico, Melanie Pena, Lauren Lim, Catherine Tulio, Courtney Kita, Myla Blog, Anita Tabora Rodriguez, Arabella DeLuco, Chloe Jackman of Chloe Jackman Studios, Shauna Festi, Stephanie Walton, Lisa Shad, Antoinette Tabora, and Storied San Francisco. Thank you so much for donating, and a special shout out to the Slamdance Film Festival for providing us a recording home in Park City. Here we are on the Festival Daily Buzz. My name is John Wildman. I'm the editor-in-chief of FilmsGoneWild.com, here with my Bitch Talk teammate, Angela Tabora. And on this segment, we're going to talk about the film Fantastic Machine, the documentary screening at Sundance. We have with us the directors, Axel Danielson and Maximilian Van Artrick. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, now, this part of the show that we start off by having our... Usually we have one director who's going to introduce our audience to the film. Um, I don't know if you guys traded off before you got here to decide who's going to do this, but who's going to tell our audience about the film? They haven't seen it as yet. Fantastic Machine is a feature documentary, and it's made uh, almost entirely made out of archival footage. And it's about the history of the camera as a tool and uh, the, how we humans have used it since the 200 years it has existed and how that use in turn has impacted our behavior and society at large. I'm exhausted <laughs> just hearing that. I, I mean, we always, we're always in awe of any film that has arch archivic footage, but in your case, literally everything that has ever been recorded <laughs> could work in this film. Yeah. So how did you even pare it down? How many arguments did you have about what, re what real recorded image would suit the purpose best. It's just, it's incredible. We we just threw a dart out in the dark room. <laughs> <laughs> what we hit, we use. No, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a good question because uh, of course there is such a vast uh, um, um, amount of material when you go into this topic, but so, so narrowing it down has been the, the, the huge part of, of uh, doing the film. But I would say that 
to uh, um, an advantage for us is that we don't have uh, like um, the idea that we have to explain the all the history of the camera per se uh, we uh, are obliged to explain our point of view and those uh, things that are interesting in the interaction between uh, human beings and the camera uh, um, and that makes us free in a way we're not doing something academic we're doing something artistic so we can mm -hmm. choose whatever we want so in you can say that the film has two layers that one layer is the from the first uh, image ever uh, produced to today's content industry and one layer is only us uh, associating i have a really hard time saying this word associating associating yes. <laughs> that works that works uh, um, uh, material uh, to each other and colliding mm. material and and do things that we think is interesting you know like uh, talking about perspective talking about the framing uh, um the responsibility of being behind the camera all of these things the, the rhythm uh, ec economics that comes into to the system, the algorithms, the chemistry uh, uh, created in the brain because of images, or, uh, et cetera, and et cetera. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to, uh, to, to, to meet and talk with the two of you um, when we first arrived at Sundance. And uh, so you two know that I'm a huge fan of this film. Um, and one of the things that, you know, when I talk about documentaries a lot, I talk about the fact that I think they fall into a couple different categories. One is, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. The other is, I thought I had an idea, but I actually had no freaking idea. <laughs> and you guys fall, this falls in the second category. Yeah. Because of course we have an idea of, of how uh, um, photographic images um, influence us, maybe even manipulate us. In fact, definitely manipulate us. Uh, and what is great about uh, Fantastic Machine is that, yes, you give us the context, the historical context, but you also bring it right up to our front door and right up to our laptops. And, you know, in, in terms of, today, every moment, how we get sucked into delivering those images ourselves and how those images uh, you know, hit us. I would love for the two of you to talk about striking that balance between giving us a historical contact, but also making it very real and tactile. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we walked on such a fine line in the whole production between how um, pedagogical are we right now and how dry can we be and how entertaining still um, should we be so I mean I think we found <laughs> the perfect balance um, in the end but to go back to your question um, I think we all know somehow that photographic image impact us but you have to really find the good combination of examples to make it really you know to um, really make a sense of urgency. And this is what we wanted, to make people go out of the screening and want to talk to, to each other about uh, this. Mm -hmm. And yet we don't want in the film to say, we told you so, guys. <laughs> but actually there was a lot of archival footage from those the last 100 years where many people are raising uh, this exact question already in the 20s and the 50s and the 80s over and over again. When the uh, television arrived, for example, there is this um, uh, scene with the Irish president who's the first person to inaugurate Irish public television. Mm. He's the first person on screen. And in his very first speech, the, the immediately what he says is, well, this could be fantastic. We can educate um, the people and inform. 
but you know uh, it could also lead to something well society will be even more polarized so mm -hmm. he actually uh, compares it to um, um, atomic energy you can use it for good you can use it for bad mm -hmm. and that's um, yeah that's something that came in history over and over again so we are in a way merely putting all of this together mm -hmm. and i think that's where this sense of urgency um, becomes very intense i also want to jump on something really quickly mm -hmm. that angela um in, in terms of how the two of you work together mm. because you know uh, you know oftentimes documentarians you know it's like well you know, he's the interview guy and she's the editor or, you know, or, you know, or, you know, or, or, or you know, she, you know, she like, you know, does the business sense. And then, you know, he writes in this case, you know, it's not like, you know, you guys were out there like, you know, gathering footage or, you know, interview footage and stuff like that. You're really like putting together like a puzzle piece. So how did you two trade off on the responsibilities to make this thing? Yeah, so so um, we think almost uh, uh, of ourselves as uh, uh, like dual core uh, computer uh, processing, you know, like we, <laughs> we work uh, together in so many. When, when Max has been talking now, I've been thinking of uh, uh, other things, what <laughs> to say. And, you know, uh, so, so at, um, in one sense, we're very, very aligned. And, and then in another sense, uh, for example, I'm much more impulsive. Uh, he's much more structured. So, so it's, we have these different uh, uh, abilities that we use. But one thing that we share in, in common that, that brought us together like uh, 10 years ago uh, and brought also Max into the context of Platform Production, the production company, where we have a, 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 a certain point of view, something that we think is interesting. And that is uh, human behavior. When, when, the catch, um, when the camera captures human behavior, in a way, that's something that brings up the lust in us. Like, wow, look at this. It, it, it actually looks like this when somebody uh, um, uh, 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 almost uh, drowns because they don't want to get up and get help from people getting uh, up from the water because they're uh, ashamed of their uh, bathing suit or whatever. This is how it looks when, you know, so we sh shared all this material for for 10 years, as long as YouTube has existed, mm -hmm. for example. Yeah. So, so we, we collected the material for this film during a very long time in a sort of a collecting it in a bag, like this is fantastic uh, material. And the mm -hmm. thing is that we always uh, have the same, uh, we know when we watch an archive clip, uh, we would have the exact same, uh, like at that point, this material is, is, is interesting. So we have this same point of view when, when we think something is interesting yeah. uh, and, and we try to use that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think this film for me was really just a mixed bag of emotions and I was confused a lot. I, I mean, I, you know, you see this footage of, of Hitler, you know, and with the editor and you, your stomach kind of turns mm. and then you see little kids impersonating Bruce Lee and I'm like, oh, I'm happier than I've ever been again, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like, uh, you do this great job of kind of showing all the angles. There's this line, uh, to preserve an illusion, certain elements must be kept hidden. Mm -hmm. And that kind of really hit me. And, and it's like, what do we do with this? And I, 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 you know, is it more bad? Is it more good? But ultimately, maybe it comes down to us and our ingestion of it and, and what we do from there. Exactly. And um, what we hope this film will lead to is, uh, I mean, a revival of the discussion around media literacy 
because the more we are aware of such things, for example, like perspective or framing, or that um, an image can be considered like an illusion, that you always have to remember, well, some, some things that didn't fit in the interest that that person wanted to convey are have been put <laughs> to the side. And if there would be a second camera uh, mm-hmm. taking it from another angle, you would see that. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we are very engaged in, this uh, media and information literacy, what is actually a UNESCO program uh, since a couple of decades, I think. And it will really try to worldwide push for an, an effort for citizens to be more informed. Because at the end of the day, it's a question of democracy. I mean, we for a long time have been living in a text-based society, and now we very much live in an image-based society. But while we still learn how to read and write in school, our own texts, others' texts, and analyze and be very critical of text, we're not putting the same amount of effort with image. Mm. So we're still kind of, you know, this tool, even though it has existed for 200 years, is still kind of in its infancy. We're still trying to grapple how, what kind of regulations should there be, what kind of ethics should be formulated. Mm. You know, it, 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 I, I, was, it, I was laughing to myself thinking about this as I was looking at who we're going to be talking to today and, and reminding that it's going to be talking to you guys. And, you know, there, there's this comic that, that's passed around uh, recently that, and it's like someone um, showing someone in, in the past, like a cell phone and doing, you know, this, this amazing thing, we can have all the information that's available to us at any time at our fingertips. And you go, I mean, what do you, and what do you use it for? We watch cat videos on it. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I, and I was thinking about that, thinking about your films that, 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 that it kind of crystallizes kind of what you, what you so, you point out so well in this film mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that, you know, our development of using uh, the photographic image, you know, the more technology advances and the more we, we, we get access to it, um, it's the world opens up to us. And yet our base thing kind of always takes it to the lowest common denominator because yeah. we can't help ourselves yeah. because we're kind of animals in a way. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I would love for you guys to finish because we were going to have to wrap this up pretty soon, but I would love for you to, to talk about that because again, the two of you literally went through everything. Mm. And, and to, to put this together. And, you know, and, and so at some point, <laughs> I wonder if the conversations you guys have, what the hell is wrong with us yeah. as people? <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I, I, we have this, uh, exactly these things when, you know, we, we're um, lacking some image or some scene and we're like, ah, oh, uh, can you do the YouTube thing today? And it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, and then, you, and then, and then uh, five hours later, you're like, oh, I'm not coming up from the rabbit hole. You know? <laughs> Because we're all humans. I mean, we're all humans. And and, uh, it's all about um, algorithms and and chemistry. I mean, this is the beauty uh, and danger of the photographic image is that it, at the same time, is capturing exactly what's in front of the hole, uh, the the reflected material uh, um, uh, in front of the hole. If it's uh, Elvis Presley being a sea captain uh, in the 50s, or if it's uh, we're taking a shot out this window right now, it's uh, representing exactly how it looks like. And at the same time, there is always somebody behind it that wants something from us. Mm. So, so in mm. our point of view, it's like we're in the beginning, as Max said, we're in the beginning. Um, we're very 
uh, like uh, teenagers uh, uh, when it comes to the um, possibilities of of the camera and the use of it. Uh, and and if you compare to food, uh, if you go forty or fifty years ago, you would, there could be anything in the food. Today, it's everyone is like want to read like okay, what's in this? Mm-hmm. I want to know what's in this because mm-hmm. I want to w- know what I put into my body. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with with the images. So I think maybe in the future, if we if we continue this, there will be like okay, I, I want to know what this is, and then you need the tools for this, and we want to to give some of those tools, uh, no answers, but some tools to to see uh, the world uh, around us. Well, listen, this film is a must-see. It just is. Um, in, in fact, I can't wait uh, to I can add the Blu-ray to my DVD collection, my, my, my library, because I know there'll be some extras in there that I want to see. Um, but again, the film is Fantastic Machine, uh, documentary screening at Sundance. We've been talking to the directors, Axel Danielson and Maximilian Van Ertrich. It's been great talking about this film with you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us on today's show. You can find more information about this episode in our show notes. If you're missing us, you can visit us at bitchtalkpodcast.com to sign up for our newsletter and buy us a cup of coffee. Did you know we're also on the radio? You can find us at bff.fm. And lastly, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Only the coolest bitches are doing it. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.